you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Chris Evans into the end zone. Touchdown! That was the momentum swing we were looking for. Donovan Peoples-Jones becoming a star. Tyler Huntley, touchdown Ravens! Christian Watson delivers the dagger. Speed kills again. Touchdown, Right into the Cowboys are about to hang half a hundred on him. Touchdown on the last St. Brown. And that's the only quicker again. Touchdown Raiders. What a catch. And that is Connor Hayward. Light the fuse. CMC has detonated. Are you kidding me? And if he back out. 40 yards to A.J. Brown. No, but that is not going to no. get there. This game has ended this is the end of in a tie. Intercepted and that. Is your ball game? As I say on every Monday, there's nothing to talk about today. I don't know why we're here. NFL Now, NFL Network, from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano, and a weird thing happened. Like the three guys who host the show are all kind of a sudden, all of a sudden, sitting at the, the same desk. Omar Ruiz, Steve White, great to see you both. Great to see you too, Andrew. Blockbuster Sunday, so we had to have a blockbuster show there it on is. Monday. Exactly, there it is. and we have a schedule announcement coming up shortly as oh. well. We'll get to that in a minute. First, however, the news today. We will have all the highlights from Sunday. We'll be live in Tampa with uh, the Monday night preview as well with Sarah Walsh but you know what the breaking news is we have a schedule announcement let's do that thought we might hold it for a minute nope here it is a week 15 triple header on NFL Network Saturday December 17th we are proud to announce that we will bring you these three games the Indianapolis Colts and perhaps at that point the NFC North champion Minnesota Vikings the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns and in the nightcap the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills rematch from September. Yeah, baby. Triple header. Week 15. 
And now here's the breaking news. Baker Mayfield's out in Carolina. Baker Mayfield released this morning after finding out that he'd be the third quarterback this week behind Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Steve Wilkes says Mayfield asked for and received his release when hearing that news. This comes only hours after we found out that Jimmy Garoppolo's season is over. Omar was at that game. We'll break down that game coming up shortly. But Jimmy Garoppolo is done and that leaves Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, the 49ers, with Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, who did play well. He deserves his credit yesterday to lead the Niners to a win over the Dolphins. And Josh Johnson, the well-traveled veteran who they are signing off the Broncos practice squad. So, Ian, I'll go there. Baker Mayfield, Kyle Shanahan. Is this going to happen? Well, I don't think these things are not related, if that's a way of kind of answering your question just a little bit. My understanding here is that Baker Mayfield went to the Carolina Panthers knowing that he was going to be third string, knowing that P.J. Walker was probably going to be healthy, and said, maybe this is a good time, move on. And actually, it could make sense for all parties, for the Carolina Panthers, if Baker Mayfield is claimed by any team, perhaps the San Francisco 49ers, they would save about a million and a half dollars in salary. It's not much, but at least it is something. It also locks in the conditional pick as a fifth rounder, not a fourth rounder, also good news for Carolina. And for Baker Mayfield to come to Carolina and say, now is a good time to wave me, Tom, you know that he had his eyes on the San Francisco 49ers. They have a needed quarterback, even if it's just to bring him on as the backup, and then we'll see what potentially makes sense for them, even though they did just sign Josh Johnson from the Broncos practice squad. It does seem like these things are interrelated. We also could get some more waiver fun tomorrow at 4 p.m., Because there's some other teams that need quarterbacks, too. The Rams do. The Texans do. Uh, There's a couple others. Maybe they say, you know what? The 49ers want them. They're pretty good. Maybe we'll just claim them instead. Any team claiming Baker Mayfield would owe him the remainder in about $1.35 million of his guaranteed base salary for 2022. So that potentially is going to impact things as well at a time that there are a lot of teams that are pretty tight on the salary cap. It is certainly possible that Baker Mayfield could end up clearing waivers, which then would give him the opportunity to pick his spot. But as Ian referenced, this was something really that my understanding is had been on the minds of the people involved for weeks here at a time that the Panthers had gone to P.J. Walker, then of course had gone back briefly to Baker Mayfield, then eventually to Sam Darnold. With Walker getting healthy enough coming out of the bye that he could serve as the backup here, it made sense. So Baker Mayfield met with Steve Wilkes and Scott Fitterer this morning. They had a conversation. It is a mutual parting of the ways for Mayfield, and perhaps there is that landing spot in San Francisco. The 49ers, though, sit 24th in the waiver priority order. It is uh, in line with standings right now, so a lot of teams would have to pass on Baker Mayfield before the 49ers even would get the opportunity, Andrew, to claim him, and that includes some of the teams in the division and elsewhere fighting for playoff spots right. in the NFC. Tom tweeted the entire waiver order here, so check out Tom's Twitter. I'm holding it Such here. It's Houston tweet. 1. It's a long list. It's the longest tweet I've so ever seen, long. actually, from top to bottom. Houston's 1, obviously. Chicago, Denver, the Rams, and then Carolina. Carolina's not claiming them. But San Francisco sits right in front of Baltimore, 24 and 25. There's a Lamar Jackson injury question. We'll get to that coming up momentarily. I mean, you want your head to explode. Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield 
on the same team. NFC playoff picture right now looks like this. Philadelphia's number one. Minnesota could not wrap up the North yesterday, but can this week by beating the Lions. And then you have those 49ers there in the three spot at eight and four. Everyone's would-be NFC champions. Sorry, Eagles and Vikings fans. Here's the reaction afterwards, including Shanahan making the announcement. I mean, just hearing it, it was, it was pretty crushing. I mean, it's, we know what Jimmy's been through, how hard he's worked at this. You know, I, I got that news a little in the second quarter, um, so it was a little different for me, even just how happy we were with that game. That was a really cool game just as a team and all the stuff that went on throughout the game and just be able to overcome some things. And it was so, such a special win, um, but definite mixed emotions hearing about Jimmy. I love Jimmy, what he's done in terms of, you know, just taking me in and, and being a brother to me and um, just telling me little things and his experiences um, so far in his career um, that have helped him and he, he shares them with me. He's not like a secretive guy or anything. Like he wants the guys in that room to be better, to push him as well. Um, so to see him go down like that, it's like, man, that sucks. Also, I have to be ready to roll for the rest of the game, you know? If you ask anybody how I feel about Brock Purdy, like I have the most respect and, and confidence in him because I see him every single day, you know, on the, on the scout team, the way that he, the way that he comes out and prepares and competes. You know, he's prepared, he's ready because he, I mean, he play, he's played against the best defense in the league for the, the past 13 weeks, you know, so he's, he's going to be just fine. And that defense is going to be just fine as well, turning the Dolphins over four times en route to a huge win for the Niners. Again, Steve White and Omar. Omar, you were there, and you saw Brock Purdy not only become the first, quote-unquote, Mr. Irrelevant, meaning the last pick in the draft, all right, the first Mr. Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass. He was the first Mr. Irrelevant to ever complete a forward <laughs> pass in a regular season game. They rallied around Brock Purdy there's still the remainder of the season. Yeah, 25 of 37 yesterday, two touchdowns, just that one interception. He played like a San Francisco quarterback would want to play. He was efficient, got the ball into the hands of the weapons. But as far as the season goes forward, you heard Fred Warner say that he's earned the trust of that defense. In fact, Fred was telling me after that he talks trash to Purdy in practice, something that he doesn't normally do because he doesn't want to ruin the confidence of a rookie. But Purdy has demonstrated that he can handle that. The stage is not too big for that. He proved yesterday in that. Now, Fred Warner also said that there is room for this defense to continue to improve. And as Eric Armstead said, said they want to be the reason why. So that 49ers defense, number one in the league right now, can certainly carry this team, uh, they believe, as far as they want to go. Then I talked to George Kittle a little bit after the game about Brock Purdy, and he says, I don't know if it's confidence if it's swag, but whatever it is, he has it. They have to make sure they don't put all the pressure on Brock Purdy. They have to make sure that they still get the ball in the hands of weapons. They do their part to help him out and don't make him have to carry this team. Look, the Niners have been through this already, right? They opened the season with Trey Lance as their quarterback, and these were the same things they were having to deal with. Our defense is going to have to carry the team until we figure out what Trey Lance is. Well, here's Brock Purdy with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, who was fantastic in this game to help, help bail out as a receiver and a runner. And you see this defense. But again, Brock Purdy, you mentioned it with the stat. They threw it 37 times with him. Okay, they're not trying to protect him. Now, a lot of those were screens. Remember, the Dolphins were trying to heat him up. They were putting eight guys in the box to put pressure on him. He was making line calls. He was changing plays. He seemed very well-versed. That goes to show you guys He's been prepared because scouting quarterbacks do not get practice reps. So the fact that he's been working with the quarterback coach to know the playbook, because that was not a compressed 
condensed playbook when you watch that game. They opened it up a little bit. Um, I think that's a good sign. Still going to be a challenge, though, over the course of the rest of the regular season. And Brock Purdy began the season as the number three quarterback when Trey Lance got hurt and Jimmy took over number one. Then Purdy moved up to number two, and he led them on nine and 11 play touchdown yep. drives in the first half. And then the defense did the deal in the second half. Steve turning and Omar turning Tua over four times. He had not thrown a pick since week four. He's also dealing with a bad ankle, and he also didn't have either of his starting no. tackles yesterday. Well, he was going against a San Francisco defense that was re-energized by the return of Eric Armstead, who hadn't played in more than two months. Like you said, Tua didn't have both of his starting tackles, so he was under siege all day. And I think after the game, Tua said he simply had a bad game. Obviously, he admitted that he should have played better, and he put this one on him. But I think this was... Nothing more than facing a good defense and having a, good, a bad game at the same time. And obviously, Armstead's presence helped unleash Nick Bosa. And, and even Bosa, I talked to him after the game, he said that they felt like they had to step up and become even more urgent when they saw Jimmy G go down and the rookie there at Purdy at quarterback. So it was a, a confluence of events for the Dolphins. I don't think it's too much to be concerned, just like the ankle injury, Steve. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are going to be okay. Tua did not have a great game because early, remember, the first play, he throws a big touchdown pass to Kent Sherfield. Then he was off target for a while, and he really wasn't under tremendous pressure, but he got it together at times, but then they had the back-to-back -back interceptions. Jeff Wilson, the running back, stumbles. The ball comes right to the defender. Next possession, he throws a bad pick. The 49ers, you know, do some things to kind of take it away. But here's the big thing. San Francisco had the ball 79 plays, right? That's what Brock Purdy did. That's ball control. Miami had it just 45. Time of possession, 41 minutes for San Francisco, 19 for Miami. That's pressure, meaning every time you touch the ball, you have to make something happen. That's more on the 49ers overall as a team than just on their defense putting pressure on Tua. Yeah. I am not in any way making excuses for the Dolphins here, but facing the number one defense in football with Nick Bosa screaming off the edge there <laughs> without your left tackle and your right tackle, that is a tall task. And it is a very tall task now for the Dolphins. They are staying out here, and they get the Chargers coming up this week here at SoFi Stadium. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, Steve. Huge game yesterday with massive playoff implications in Santa Clara. Also could have massive playoff implications in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson could not finish the Ravens' win over the Broncos yesterday. He left the game with a knee injury. Snoop Huntley came in, led a 91-yard drive in the fourth quarter when the Ravens needed it most, and they pulled out a victory, a close one, over the Broncos. Ian and Tom back with me. Ian, how bad is Lamar's knee? As of right now, it doesn't seem so bad. Still getting an MRI, still waiting on results. We'll see what that ends up being. But from what I am told, before the MRI, the hope was that it was just a sprain, relatively mild. And then if he misses time, which certainly is possible here, if he misses time, it would probably be just one game. That is the hope. That is the belief going into the MRI. If the MRI reveals more damage, then obviously we will address that, and that would be much worse for the Baltimore Ravens. But some optimism, certainly, that he'd be back sooner rather than later. A Ravens still tied with the Bengals. Both teams won yesterday atop the AFC North. Baltimore has the head-to-head -head from Week 5. Tom Pelissero, Odell Beckham Jr. has visited the Giants. There's the Bills. And now last on the list is the Cowboys. What do we know about that today? 
Well, Andrew, we know the Cowboys certainly would like Odell Beckham Jr. to be headed to Dallas, and he will, at least for a visit that begins today, should carry into tomorrow as well. They were still finalizing his full itinerary here, but this is really a continuation of a roughly month-long, very public push by players, by head coach Mike McCarthy, by owner Jerry Jones, among others, to try to get Odell Beckham Jr. into a Cowboys uniform. So part of this, of course, is the medical side, making sure that that knee checks out and then you get into the contract phase of it as well which is complicated because you're not used to doing multi-year deals with guys coming off an injury like this at this particular stage in the season so still a lot of moving parts here but again the Cowboys have made very clear their intentions they want Odell Beckham Jr. to join their team is that going to happen maybe over the next 48 hours here well keep an eye on everything happening in Dallas the Cowboys get the Texans this week with or without Odell Beckham Jr. No thought, however, even if he did get a deal done today that he would be on the field this coming week. Right. Not going to happen. At times, Jalen Hurts made it look easy yesterday. They didn't clinch, but they took one step closer. Their story straight ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right, let's get back to the highlights here. The Philadelphia Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC, actually had a scenario to clinch a playoff spot yesterday in the A.J. Brown reunion game. It didn't happen, but they did win, and they won in a big part because of A.J. Brown. That's his eighth touchdown this year, celebrated with his new teammates and pointed things out to his old teammates. And guess what? He would score again. Here's A.J. Brown, not open this time. Not open at all. He still caught it. 35 to 10 after the game Mike Giardi with Jason Kelsey I've been very fortunate to only play in Philadelphia so I don't necessarily know what it's like to play a former team but all these guys that play former teams you have so much emotions when you're a great player when you played for a while you have personal relationships it's an emotional game uh to, to whenever you come out here and um so yeah I, I'm sure this did mean more to him matter of fact he probably said that uh, throughout the week um, but I think that's that's smart on Nick to try and bring him back down to earth. You know, at the end of the day, you can't be focused on a lot of that other stuff. You got to just focus on, you know, your responsibilities during the play. What's going to allow you to be successful and attack it. And um, I'll tell you what, when that guy attacks it and, and he's on, he's dialed in. He's hard to contain. Philadelphia now this week is win and in to the postseason. No clinching scenarios here for the Cowboys. They are two games back at Philly. They had a primetime game last night against Jeff Saturday and the Colts. A game that was actually somewhat close early. It doesn't look close here when CeeDee Lamb rolls over Rodney McLeod and rolls in to the end zone. The Cowboys have themselves a lead early. It looked as if they would cruise. It was actually 21-19 early on in the fourth quarter. Then the Cowboys just pounded them. Again, 21-19. 21-19 late. They won 54-19. Michael Gallup, James Slater had two touchdowns. 33 points in the fourth quarter. That works against teams with a losing record. But you got teams like the Titans and the Eagles at the end of the month. How do you guys fix that? Um, I wouldn't say it's just like, you know, fixing that. It's just, you know, we got to come out fast. We, I mean, you see what we did in one quarter. So it's just like we, we start like that, you know, it's never going to end for us. Oh, what did you just get there? Big uh, Sunday night football. Okay, play of the game. I don't know about that, Dak, but I appreciate it, big fella. That was Dak that just gave that to you. How does that feel? Man, it feels great. It means he has big trust in me, uh, and he told me that after the game. He said he's coming right back to me, so always love that boy. What's going to be your message to OBJ about this receiver group and joining the Cowboys? Man, it's a fun group, a loving group, but very competitive group. So and I know he's, you know, he's been that way his whole life, so it would be great you know, to have him down here. Just love it. Is there any correlation between the OBJ talk and C.D. Lamb and you really popping off in recent weeks? I mean, regardless, we're going to pop off. But if, you know, if we get Odell down here, I mean, that's just, that's just another recipe for disaster for everybody else. As we look at the NFC playoff standings here, Vikings can wrap up the NFC North this week if they beat the Lions. I, I just i am trying to figure out what happened there. We get Jane Slater in here. Um, Jane, did Dak Prescott... I mean, it's the holiday season. Did Dak Prescott re-gift Melissa Stark's gift in the NBC postgame interview to Michael Gallup in your postgame interview? Is he a re-gifter? It certainly is what it seemed like, but you saw the smile on Michael Gallup's face. You know, there's been a lot of talk about OBJ around here, Andrew, and you got to think maybe that rubs those guys the wrong way. Of course, it was Michael Gallup who got the new deal this offseason despite the injury, and CeeDee Lamb, who was supposed to be the anointed number one with the departure of Amari Cooper, and both felt really slow to get things going. And I did ask him, is there any correlation between when we first started talking about OBJ, remember that was during the bye week, right before the Green Bay game, 
And that that was the game that, despite the loss, CeeDee Lamb started coming along. If we look at his last three games, he has four touchdowns. He's now 72 yards shy of 1,000 yards this season. Michael Gallup had two scores in this one. And so, look, they're all still very excited to get Michael Gallup, uh, Michael Gallup here, OBJ here, rather. Jerry Jones talking about it still like something he covets uh, outside of the locker room. But they still need to get him in the building, which they have him there today. And we'll see if he goes to the workout. I was sort of talking to Jerry Jones uh, with the reporters last night. Are you comfortable signing him without an actual workout, just the physical? And it sounded like he was. Still, if he doesn't sign here, and I got to tell you, a lot of people, signs seem to be pointing in that direction. They are getting all of these guys to start stepping up on offense. Now, some of that had to do with the fact that, of course, you've got Dak that was coming back from the injury. He didn't have the preseason, so they needed to get the timing uh, moving along there. But not only are you getting production from your wide receivers, but your four Titans that you've been putting out there on the field from time to time. And then also your running back. Something curious last night, I don't know if a lot of fans were paying attention. Ezekiel Elliott was not starting on that opening series. That's something we've never seen when healthy. Now, when Jerry Jones was asked about that post game, he said that had to do with a punishment. I went into the locker room. I caught up with Skip Pete, the running backs coach, as well as Ezekiel Elliott. They kind of gave me this file. Uh, they said they just decided to make a change. Dak Prescott went up to the podium and said the same. So whatever it was, it seems like it was a small infraction. But needless to say, Zeke still had a big game. He had 17 carries to Tony Pollard's uh, 12. Tony Pollard had two scores. Ezekiel Elliott had one. So whatever they're doing, it's working. If you get OBJ to sign in Dallas, a lot of people just continue to say this is an additive. And then you heard Michael Gallup say, I mean, you've essentially got to pick your poison if they can have some consistency with this team. The good news last night that we did see, though, that's really helped that offense only three penalties for 43 yards, a big difference from the week before. Which was huge. And uh, Jane, check your text. Melissa just texted us both on the re-gifting thing. Ha, 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 gift box emoji, football emoji. Dak <laughs> I Pres love Melissa. Dak Prescott is a re-gifter, everybody. It is my cause, my cleats time. These are the cleats Mike Evans is wearing tonight, benefiting the Mike Evans Family Foundation, which works to change the lives of children in need and families impacted by domestic violence. We have the Bucks and the Saints to wrap up week 13 tonight. We are now live at Raymond James, and we say hello to Sarah Walsh. It is round two with the Bucks winning round one back in September. What's tonight's game coming down to, Sarah? Well, as it always does when these two teams meet, these games often come down to turnovers, and that has been particularly troubling for the Saints so far this season. On defense, they rank dead last when it comes to forcing takeaways. And then on the offensive side, they're second to last in the league on giving the ball away. And we saw this just last week with this Saints team. Alvin Kamara turned it over twice. His offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, said, we always emphasize ball security, but this week in particular, they have put a premium on finishing play with the ball in their hands. He said it's something they have to do. Otherwise, that is going to get us beat. Now, the Buccaneers have done a good job on offense of taking care of the football. Tom Brady has just two picks so far this season, but they have serious issues on this offensive line, and it's going to get even more troublesome tonight given the fact that they're all pro tackle. Tristan Wirfs is going to miss his first regular season start since this Buccaneers team drafted him back in 2020. He has meant so much to this offensive line, and now he is out the next four weeks, likely 
likely with an ankle injury. And that means, Andrew, that Donovan Smith, their left tackle, that is the only remaining starting lineman from that team that won the Super Bowl just two seasons ago. Tom Brady takes care of the football, but he gets rid of it so fast and has been under pressure. And it's going to be another challenge once again tonight for this Buccaneers offensive line. Donovan Smith, who, to be fair, seemingly who seemed to run out of gas in the fourth quarter and overtime last week against Miles Garrett. That's the Bucks side. How about the biggest question mark tonight for the Saints, Sarah? Easily the biggest question mark for the Saints tonight is the status of Marshawn Lattimore. Their star corner has missed the last seven games with an abdomen injury. He was limited all week this week in practice. He's technically listed as questionable tonight. When asked if he can go, Dennis Allen simply responded, we'll see. The Saints would love him out there, and I think a lot of fans would love him out there, given the entertainment, we can call it, that's been provided by Lattimore and Mike Evans battling over the last couple of seasons. These two go at it, so much so that in week two, when they last met, they both got thrown out of the game, and Mike Evans, because of a shove on Lattimore, ended up being suspended the following week. Now, Evans was asked about that this week, and he said, we are just two competitors, two of the best in the business at our respective positions, but he said, I I have to keep my emotions in check. I can't go just shove someone out of the air. Bulls had the same sentiment. He said they have to keep it clean tonight if Lattimore can go. And then also a couple other injuries on the Buck side to note. I think so much is made about Lattimore and will he go tonight. Well, the Buccaneers are likely and expected to be without both of their starting safeties. Antoine Winfield Jr. and Mike Edwards are both doubtful. Todd Bowles said he'll test them tonight, but most people do not think they'll be able to go. Their cornerback, Sean Murphy Bunting, is also doubtful. So a lot of question marks as as well over on the Buck side of things. And, and Andrew, forget the records. Don't look what the records say. I mean, this is a division battle. Both teams playing tonight are very much in the hunt, as is everyone in this NFC South still. Bucks do lead the NFC South, although the Falcons' loss yesterday gives them just a little more breathing room. What Judy Batista saw in Houston next. my city on my back. I got them ripping me. No, I play with M's. Must be stupid if she curved. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Sean Watson was in Houston yesterday for the return from his 11-game suspension. I'll be blunt, he did not look good whatsoever. Put together one drive, really one drive, that's it. And that drive ended there with a pick in the end zone, the rookie Jalen Petrie. The Browns won this game because the Texans just aren't good and Kyle Allen played poorly. They had a punt return for a touchdown. They had two defensive touchdowns. This one by linebacker Tony Fields. The Browns win somehow 27-14, even though the offense and Deshaun Watson didn't do anything. I mean, it's been a long road, um, honestly. You know, it's just kind of from, you know, being traded. Uh, like I mentioned before, and, you know, Houston was is, is it's still part of me. It's part of my legacy. I got, I got drafted here. We went through a lot of ups and downs uh, with this organization. Um, and, you know, being traded was, was tough, but, you know, it was a business decision and it had to happen. So leading to that and then being my first game back here in Houston was, was tough. You know, walking into the stadium, you know, on the opposite side of the, of the stadium and locker room, it, it was different because I know exactly how those guys, you know, get ready for games and how they do the pregame, the talk and everything. So it was a lot of emotion, uh, a lot of just kind of, you know, just trying to keep everything in, um, knowing a lot of guys that, that's on that defense and on that offense. So, um, you know, it was tough, but it was at the same time, it was very exciting to be able to just get my feet wet and just be able to just run around and take some hits and, you know, just see everything kind of happen full speed. And the Browns, Judy Batista, are actually kind of sort of in this thing now. They, they face the Bengals this week, a team they beat earlier with Jacoby Brissett as they try to make sense of how to move forward with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he didn't look good at all. I mean, it was more than just rusty. He, he kind of looked bad. And he said he felt every single one of those 700 days off in terms of his football performance yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't think that this performance was actually a surprise uh, either to Deshaun Watson or to the Cleveland Browns. Even last week um, when they were asked what they expected in football terms, um, Deshaun Watson said, like, look, two years is a long layoff. And so he did not know how he's going to perform. Certainly uh, it was not good. As you said, he was throwing short. He was throwing low. Even the passes he completed, um, the receivers were sort of pulling them off their uh, shoe tops. Um, he, that interception in the end zone, he just did, did not see the defender. Um, so there's a lot of rust to chip off here. Um, and, you know, certainly I think uh, he, he alluded to the fact that there were some emotions about being back in Houston. Uh, you have to assume there were some nerves about coming back off the suspension. The, the atmosphere was, uh, was not particularly bad. Yes, there were boos. There were also some cheers. So I don't think the atmosphere contributed to it. I, I think it was just um, the long, long layoff that he is going to have to come back from. He, you know, he did as much as he could to prepare beforehand. But as we know, there is nothing that can replicate game speed. And he had not experienced that in almost two full seasons. It showed. They were the number five offense coming in here. Yeah. They, they took a step back. They still ran the ball well yesterday. He just made a lot of mistakes. Do, do they think they can fix this by week 18? 
you know, actually, Kevin Stefanski was asked that immediately after the game, and, and he was asked that today as well. And he said he didn't want to put a timeline on it. You know, he said he expects that um, Deshaun Watson will get better even just from this week, and certainly with every rep, he will get better. Um, it, I, Kevin Stefanski will certainly be more familiar now with what Deshaun Watson is comfortable with, and Deshaun Watson will know what he is comfortable with. Don't forget, he's had no experience with these receivers either. Everything is new. He had no experience with Kevin Stefanski as the play caller. So they have to work through all of that. All of that chemistry has to work through. Yes, they are alive in the playoff mix, but certainly after you see how they played yesterday, you feel like that is really only mathematically alive, um, especially because if they were playing a team that was anywhere near more competitive than the Houston Texans are, they would have been in big trouble. Like, for example, um, this week when they played the Cincinnati Bengals, who are obviously one of the hottest teams in the league, certainly they're going to need to get much more out of the offense than they got yesterday. Um, it, it, it's going to, it looked to me like it's going to take more than one week and maybe more even than the time they have left in this season to get Deshaun Watson back to the quarterback that the Cleveland Browns thought they were acquiring. And again, they beat the Bengals earlier this year. They have had the Bengals number with Kevin Stefanski and with Baker Mayfield and now with with Jacoby Brissett. He did come in yesterday. Brissett did for one play. Uh, they got a first down on a handoff to a tight end. Judy Batista, read her article on NFL.com. Judy also, Trey Turner to the Phillies. It just happened. See you, Judy. Judy's a big baseball fan. You know, we're, we serve all sports here. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.